the Rotating Bits podcast. <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> Hi, Chris. Hey. How are you doing today? I'm I'm pretty tired. Oh I got, no. I got my shot. I got a shot. Oh my god. <laughs> you just got shot like while yeah. you were doing your walk? No, I got the vaccine. Oh, okay. <laughs> It was, oh. the, it was in the back of a bus. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, a couple of people black bagged you and like just shot you in the arm. They're no, like... it, was, it literally was in the back of a bus. They have, um, uh, I don't know what the word for it is, but basically the city has like a Global program going Pharmacies? No, the city has a program going on where they have outfitted like buses uh, with doctors and nurses and like vaccines and they drive to different locations in the city. And so if you don't have like time to actually go to the doctor, because the doctors are, have a lot to do, yeah. you, can, you can go to the bus and get a shot. Um, and it's sponsored by the city. That's but, so funny. Well, is it? I don't know why it's funny. I, well, think, it's, I, I mean, think it's gorgeous. So I mentioned pharmacy. Uh, yes. So in my mind, I was thinking, oh, well, pharmacies here are everywhere. Like, I- Oh, that's what you mean. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> So it's just like, uh, if there's a pharmacy nearly every two miles, you would think that that's accessible enough, but your country is like, nah, we're coming to you. <laughs> uh, you can go, well, you can go to a pharmacy, you can go to a doctor, you can go to a hospital, but it's, they're just overrun at the moment, so it's, you, you can't get an appointment. <clears throat> oh, man. Plus, the U.S. bought up most of the supply um, of from, from other countries, <laughs> so it was yeah. incredibly difficult to, like, get a vaccine. We're like, number one. Yeah, yeah, for better <laughs> or for worse. And so they just allowed people to have vaccines starting like a month or so ago. Oh, okay. Because before that, there was a, there was a, um, a list. So they split into three tiers. The first tier being those at most risk, then those who are on the front lines, and then everyone else. So for like the normies. And because <laughs> I'm a, norm just a normie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and just because I'm a normie uh i had to wait till last so yeah so the vaccine has been here for like what like six months or something wow. like maybe longer i don't know but yeah. it's been almost incredibly difficult to get it and so most people ended up going up to going to russia yeah. <laughs> to get to get their shot <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna do what you gotta do i guess yeah i don't know but... yeah well, congratulations, nonetheless. I mean, Thanks. that means you'll actually get out of the house more often. You excited to go back to the gym? Yeah. After I get my second shot in three weeks, I'll probably go back to the gym. Yeah. And, you know, start Well, lifting. you got five weeks then, right? Or is are they doing the same thing? Like, they said that it takes time to build up the antibodies after the second shot. For, for Americans, but not for people in Germany. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. No. Well, yeah. I was just like, hey, you have your own German vaccine. They had to go pull it out of their own butts. So <laughs> it was, you have to wait three to six weeks. Oh, okay. To go back. Wow. Yeah. yeah they're like, nah, you're waiting. <laughs> yeah. So I'll go back and then I don't know. <laughs> Get your. <laughs> yeah. Well, so let's see. This was, this week was your pick, I believe. Was it? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yep. So, I, my favorite movie of all times. All time? Yeah, I think so, yeah. And the age oh, okay. very well. Clerks, too. 
Uh, yeah. I love it. I love that that movie. I really do. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, Did you see it in theaters? N- no. Oh. Okay. No, I, I think I saw it because of you. I think I saw it at your house, uh, you know, back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> Can I say that yet? But uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it's one of my favorite movies. Even though the humor isn't really, I don't know, up to date. <laughs> I would heavily just like define the Kevin Smith universe as um, like stoner humor. It, it takes on what I feel like is that 90s vibe and he kind of just turned it into a full cult classic. I would say so many of his films are like that. Like he's just in his own little space. But yes, the jokes need to stay in the past. <laughs> it's just, I think it's one of those movies. So I guess to to give the plot more. So the, the movie builds on the first movie, Clerks, which honestly I haven't, I've seen, but it's been so long ago. I can't really think of the plot. But yep. in Clerks 2, basically, <laughs> it's just, it's a continuation of the first movie, and it takes place, I believe, like 10, 10 years later, and they're all working in uh, what is called movies, like a fast food restaurant, basically, like a play on like McDonald's, Burger King, and whatnot, and they're just working there, and just shooting the shit, and, and the one guy, Randall, messes with his friend. You want to say something? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. So what I love about the just the beginning of the movie is how many fast food restaurants from real life that they passed to get to oh, movies. Yeah. Uh, okay. Like it was literally like, um, so I believe the transition was just that like it opens up with the fact that the Quickie Mart burns down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it starts <laughs> out with the Quickie Mart burning down. And on his on uh his day off type deal, and uh, then they I guess they get the job specifically because they knew the manager. But it's just the idea that men in their thirties or forties really were like, oh, I can't work at this this uh, convenience store any longer. So let me just head straight over to fast food. <laughs> Wait, was it a comedian? I thought it was a. I thought it was a movie, rental place in the first movie, where they worked. It was. It was a combination. Oh. Okay. Uh, like it was the convenience store, and then there was the rental store, and so they they both watched each business, and that's why they got to hang out so often. Oh uh, yeah, basically, yeah. Just, you know, just about the guy Dante, the manager of the of the restaurant, and he's gonna move to Florida with his his girlfriend, his fiance. Yeah, and that's pretty much the whole movie. There isn't like a super deep plot. And I think the whole thing is just a play on 90s, early 2000 humor. Um, and well, okay, so there's a yep. couple, there's a couple of things going on in this film. Uh, really? And yeah, so I would say the first twist is that Dante w- slept with Becky. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. And it was clear that throughout this whole movie, right, it came to a pivotal moment when they realized that one mistake that they made, uh, or 
mistake because they're acting like work husbands and wives because he was even painting her nails <laughs> um is that like you know it's like oops that one mistake led to a child and it's just like oh he was clearly being destructive because this this fiance of his <laughs> was coming in super peppy like just ready to plan out his whole life for him and so you were kind of seeing them in their daily lives, you know, but mm. that was the the main plot, I think. I, I don't know about you. And then the, just the fact that he was leaving. So, you know, it was, you know, Dante yeah, yeah, saying okay. goodbye to everybody. And <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that's true. So, you know, they slept together and they, and they developed feelings for one another, but he's actually supposed to leave the woman he's going to marry yeah. to Florida. And yeah. he kind of feels... She has, she has everything figured out for him. So it's like, oh, that's the easy route. Of course I'm in love with her. <laughs> and he's, he's supposed to get... What is he supposed to get? Like a house and a car wash down there? Yeah, his and... own business. And yeah. yeah. He can make lots of money and he can make happy babies with her. Like... <laughs> yeah, and so he's, just, he's torn between two women um you know the age-old tale and I think what was her name Becky kind of reminisced about he was going after the other girl because that's the girl he wanted to have in high school but could never have right you know like the puppy cheerleader kind of thing yeah Yeah. so there there was a plot there he was working out his life really which I I like that um in comparison to the first movie so you said you didn't really remember it but it was Mm. supposed to just quite literally be them in their everyday lives while they're maintaining those two stores uh and I'd say I only watched it once specifically because it was in black and white yeah I I know for him yeah like it was a creative choice uh and maybe in 1994 had I seen (laughs) it right when it came out I might have felt more connected to it but clerks 2 was also my first introduction to his world uh so and (laughs) like I was only 16 at the time yeah 2006 I was born in 90 so that makes sense uh Mm -hmm. and they would not let me in so (laughs) they we winded up getting Tim's ticket and then walking away with it and then I just went in with his ticket (laughs) and then he just bought another one so it was a nice fun like oh getting around the system (laughs) that sounds very legal yeah Um, it was very it was very much my first like ooh, i was being rebellious (laughs) situation i think i saw it on i I never watched in the movie theaters i think i saw it on dvd a long time ago well you said it was most likely at my house which seemed that seemed to line up I definitely like once I watched that one film even coming in which is exactly why I agreed with you picking this one uh instead of anything else out of his content because this was my first experience with the Kevin verse (laughs) and I mean it led to Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back was the next one and uh my brother just started collecting the films so it, it makes sense. Oh, Jane's uh, that came after Clerks 2? I thought it was before. Jan, it was before, but I saw Clerks 2 first. Oh, uh, okay. So that's no. why I, I thought it was fun that you picked this one because it seems so random based on the title. But when you really look through, you know, the um, the pecking order, essentially, you know, he started in 1994 mm-hmm. and I didn't get interested until 2006. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, of all the movies, so he's done a lot of movies that are all done in like this universe. So you have you have Clerks, Mall Rats, Chasing Amy, in Dogma, G and Silent Bob Strike Back, Clerks Two, and then they did like the Clerks, uh, G and Silent Bob Super Groovy cartoon movie, and then they did a reboot. You know, Jay and Silent Bob reboot. I haven't seen any of those. So, <laughs> my favorite yeah, of my favorite of all these would have to be like Mallrats. Um, mm. Although honestly, I don't really remember the plot, but it's kind of one of those things where, <laughs> like, you remember doing or watching something and knowing that you had like a good feeling, but you can't yeah. remember what it was okay. about. Yeah, that's yes. fair. <laughs> and so I can vaguely remember like mall rats but i feel like a lot of his movies are yeah what you said like stoners and people just hanging around having no idea what to do with their lives and yeah. just just shooting the shit for like 90 minutes um yeah just a lot of jokes a lot of uh honestly what i love about it is the the reflection of somebody who doesn't strive to do more in their life or they don't know <laughs> what to do so they just kind of stop like that would be Dante's like biggest issue, right? Is that he knows, like taking it back to Clerks 2 at least, he knew that like if he were to go with his fiance and he would just take that life, that he would eventually find happiness. But he at this point has been so used to life just shitting on him that like he doesn't really try to aspire for more. And he's also like, well, maybe I want to do it my own way. Like I still haven't figured out my way to be happy. So like it's just watching him unravel and constantly get into these destructive uh situations and I mean more than anything what I love is that Randall is truly a pinnacle in in influencing him in that direction really I th- <laughs> well think about the end of the film right who who hired uh Kelly in the stud <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah. <laughs> and then who and then there's <laughs> There's plenty of other scenes that prove that too. <laughs> I think Randall is no, I think Randall is the one stuck in his ways and just can't really find a way to move on with his life. Um, and he's constantly trying to make people stay with him so that he yeah, doesn't that's what feel I'm saying. Oh, okay. It's Dante's decision to be his friend yeah. that, that leads to a destructive behavior as well, which is Randall. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> as a whole <laughs> yeah i mean there was also like the go-kart scene where the guy gets so the so the one guy who owns this multi-million dollar business because he founded some website that oh uh, lance Dowds. yeah so he founded some kind of website <laughs> and the guy comes into the into the restaurant and you know gets their feathers all flustered and basically yeah. he just kind of rage quits and they go to like the go-kart place right um that was super funny, um, but yeah. that's also that's also you know like I think Dante has not Dante Randall has more control over Dante, in that aspect. Yes. Yeah. But... <laughs> yeah, that was probably it, it. Definitely speaks true, uh, and I remember thinking about this all the time, especially I would say from once you graduate high school probably until you're about 25, 26, It feels like you're almost comparing your life to the people that you graduated with. Really? I I wouldn't say it was like a heavy point in my life, but it was definitely something that kind of like made me want to be more and more distant with those people because 
because there was a little I'm talking about okay in terms of light life marks right you you graduate high school you're going out the gate you're expected to go to college to find a spouse to have kids to get the house and like that's the American dream that we've been sold so like when you think about their lives and them being at their age in fast food and then to see somebody that they absolutely hated from high school come in and compare their lives, you know what I mean? That's what set them off. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> true. Um, but I guess like Dante and Ronald kind of went up them because the, the whole guy with, you know, with the pickle. <laughs> oh, you know, the pickle that's right. Well, that's all they had, though, is that one, it was that like at the end of the day, you could still bully somebody into being shamed. Like even if they're a successful millionaire or whatever, like or whatever he said his success was, it was yeah. just like, oh yeah, but didn't you? <laughs> yeah, but that still goes to prove that still goes to prove the point that those things kind of stay with you forever. You know, so no matter how successful you are, the the things that you experience in school, like all the bullying and shaming and harassment, like like those things are forever. Like those, those stay with you. Um, I don't know how it was for you, but I was never like a victim of like bullying or shaming in high school. So I don't really have any of those instances, but that's definitely like a, a point in the movie. You know, that's why that, that, you know, that bothers us so much because they're still stuck at the, you know, this dead end job and he's super successful and, you know, has yeah. his own business and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I guess it's kind of compounded by the fact that Dante has to go to Florida and kind of live someone else's life you know what i mean so he doesn't necessarily want to go to florida he wants to stay and make it or at least that's the impression i got he wants to stay in the city and make it there but you know his fiance wants him to leave and take over the car wash and you know move into a house and, and whatnot yeah, it was all like said it's predestined it's pre-written yeah, like, yeah that yeah that's, he goes that's with her then he has to live this life but for him He's waking up every day using his job as the pinnacle of excuses to not grow or mature into somebody who needs to figure things out, if that makes sense. I think it's self-destruction. You know what I mean? Like he's Mm. never had the confidence to begin with to to do more with himself, Uh, which I think that they, don't they, the true end of the story is that he comes to terms with the fact that he likes being a convenience store clerk and he reopens it yeah i think they they just stay there yeah and that it it was very predictable that it was going to end that way um i mean i wouldn't say so because because instead of being like nearly bullied right because the joke was that his boss always called him in on his day off and so like he he wasn't even supposed to be there is what he would say and it's like by reevaluating his life, he realized that the value of being his own boss was what he wanted, doing exactly what he was doing. Hmm. Like he, he, he actually turned around and I felt like he came into somebody who was like, okay with being there, even on his days off. <laughs> like that was really what he had to work through is like, oh wait, I actually like my life. Like, this is actually good for me. Like I, who, it's so funny, especially with with owning your own business, you know, like in my mind anyway, is that there's nothing beneath you when you own your own business. And there's also no ladder to climb. So this whole, like he gets to be his own 
Mm. like entity you know whereas he was just a little cog that could easily be replaced at somebody else's convenience store so i don't know i i like the way that it went it was it made sense like Dante's supposed to stay in that convenience store <laughs> yeah i mean that's true i mean as for the plot i i really enjoyed the humor because a lot of it pulled on some of it was off color <laughs> to put it mildly <laughs> so yes. it was a lot of off-color humor uh, but also they drew a lot of references from like pop culture so like Michael Jackson you know ABC one two three where they're sitting there dancing on the roof um yes I thought that was great and then the, the song I can't remember who who sings it but it was a gra- grandma what was it like to live on the dark side when they're sitting there with the boombox Jay and Silent Bob are outside of the restaurant oh yeah and they're always <laughs> playing that song so just to establish this while we're recording is this going to be a rated R episode? Because I think it should be. Okay, it'll be rated R. <laughs> all right. <laughs> because I want to keep repeating things that they say in the movie and it's all inappropriate. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things is, is, I don't think it's humor that you can really get away with today. So, you know, like okay. there, there was, go on. <laughs> <laughs> the moment when James Silent Bob, right? They put on the boom box. And he comes up to the camera and he pulls out his chapstick and he just looks dead face and he was like, would you fuck me? I'd fuck me. I'd fuck me good. Like that, that one little saying gets me hyped. Like I wake up and I want to feel like a boss bitch. That's what I see to myself. <laughs> on some type of lipstick. I just think I it's remember so that. funny. <laughs> Yeah, I really, I really did like uh, those two characters. I don't yeah. know how instrumental they were in the plot, but they, they did provide a lot of comic relief, even though the movie wasn't very stressful. So there right. wasn't like there wasn't a lot of like necessity to have comic relief, but at certain points they they did provide it. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's just a B storyline that's just gone through all his films. Uh, I mean, they were did. Was this the film, so I'm, I'm forgetting here, was this the film where they actually showed them as young children or was that Bob and, uh, sorry, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back? They weren't where, shown as children in the movie. Okay, so in one of the films, they specifically like show that Jay and Silent Bob grew up right in front of that store. So what's great about it is that they've just, They've always been looking for that comfy spot, but once the convenience store and the rental store, you know, burned down, I love that they followed Dante and Randall. Like, it's, (laughs) like, inherently, like, you're getting both of them, and then they were in Mall Rats, too, with their own beeline. Again, I just love, like, the level of iconic, you know, that you get from them. That, that's true. Um, so, that's true. My... (laughs) My favorite one. Of, so my two favorite scenes for the movie. The one is where they're sitting. They're sitting in there discussing what's better. Like, uh, you know, they're discussing Transformers, Lord of the Rings, and Star Wars, and trying to decide like, you know, which one's better. Um, yeah. And <laughs> I thought that was super hilarious. Making oh my gosh, making, making that one guy throw up. <laughs> yeah, making you know, making the one guy throw up because basically randall is convinced that the 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 hobbit movie the way he put it was it was a pretty gay movie so there should have been like a gay ending yeah yeah sam and frodo should have definitely got together it should have ended in a blowjob is essentially like (laughs) what he said to get the guy (laughs) to like lose his mind 
Uh, yeah, speaking of, uh, that brings in Elias, which is just like... So he's very religious. The, the, the pinnacle of a... of a, a... protected Christian child who just believes his parents and like... <laughs> believe, yeah, and believes his girlfriend who's in his church or whatever. Like, they clearly... Um, safeguard him from the world mm. and so his like that was probably my favorite part is talking about the the mouth troll and the list what is his name troll. L- list- listerfine listerfine yeah, yeah. and like i just love that without a doubt there's no question in his mind that those trolls exist because he trusts his girlfriend so much and like the people around him just can't lie to him like he doesn't question it at all and so it had even stumped randall when they were having that conversation <laughs> like he literally went dumbfounded it was like perfect because randall doesn't shut up about the things he doesn't like especially about elias so (laughs) when he when he reveals this after Mm -hmm. and like i could just imagine that these people they worked together for so long and randall has bullied him so hard but that was the day that he was just like well as a matter of fact (laughs) (laughs) yeah like all this stuff just comes out (laughs) Uh, oh man it's yeah, so it was funny. pretty. They also had he also had um, a conversation whether or not like transformers are like sacrilege, you know, if you're allowed to, uh, like be a fan of the transformers if you're a Christian, you know, because the Elias talked to his pastor and he said it was okay, because yeah. like tr- robots transforming into other robots isn't satanic, so you can watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, yeah, so he he is a very naive character. Um, the contrast, though, is what makes it hilarious because yeah, it's definitely. definitely one extreme to the other. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I think Randall's is definitely a contrast. He's he's pretty no, you know, there's there's nothing he can't say, you know. So when they come back from the go-kart scene and they go to the restaurant and he has a jacket and he, he says, has a porch monkey. And, yep. <laughs> and then there are like a couple of black customers in, in yeah, the shop. Well, yeah, Wanda Sykes was the woman. Oh my god, I, I thought that oh, was that a was perfect her name? character. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know her as an actor? Yeah, no? yeah, I do. I do. Oh, okay. I just didn't know. What, I just didn't know what her name was in the movie. Yeah. Um, oh no, I don't even think that she had a name. She was probably just customer. Uh, blah, okay. Blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, and she freaks out that it's super racist, and they're like, "Hey, you know, like foods on the house and whatnot," and. <laughs> And she's like, no, I don't want your racist food. And he's like, but it's chicken. It's not racist. <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> or he something just like runs out with the bag. <laughs> like, come on, babe. Like, <laughs> yeah. And, food. and those are definitely like jokes. I mean, even, I think even like 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, those were pretty, I don't know, borderline. Okay. Well, I love, okay. So if I had to speak on it, what I love that was relevant about that whole joke, right, is that his level of unawareness of the name came oh, yeah. from his racist <laughs> grandmother and like he's just over here like what it was just a cute little nickname that she would say about me 
I would never identify that word because I'm white. So why would I think anything else? And That's it's just true. like, dude, you could have a little more social awareness, just a little bit, and it would stop you from thinking that. And then to think that he'd have the power in that situation to then take it back. Yeah. <laughs> take it back from whom? Like, what are you like no one else believes in this perception you have of the word? Why would you bring it out in public? <laughs> Yeah, that that that's the thing. Is he was trying to take it back the whole time, but yeah, <laughs> that it was terrible. <laughs> yeah, and everyone else, except for um, Elias, everyone else knew that it was not okay. <laughs> right. Yeah, like even Dante is like, dude, I'm. It, it sounded like they never had that interaction before. They've no. been friends for so long, and for whatever reason, that was the day Randall just decided to come out with it. Like, what? No, I've never heard this before. And it's just like, dude, clearly your your grandma was racist. <laughs> like, what? No, she was a kind old lady, like kind old white lady. And it's just like, that doesn't mean anything. She could have a smile <laughs> on her face, and she's still saying a racist slur. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. I, so it's a bit off color it's not it's not meant to be like disparaging but i don't know if you could put that in like a movie nowadays um it'd probably get canceled or something yeah unless it's like documentary about teaching people what's not okay to say <laughs> it was definitely like um what do you like a crass like conversation you know like mm. it's like oh hey i want to bring this up and i want to make it a joke the joke is that he doesn't clearly he doesn't like in this one situation he doesn't know any better like randall too has these little blind moments where he's not doing it on purpose mm. but it's just like and then he still tried to double down on it which is again what made it a little more funny but <laughs> you're right like i i don't think if if kevin because just to so I'm a little more into Kevin Smith than you. I wouldn't, I'm not, it's not a brag. It's just facts. I'll fight you on that. <laughs> it's just facts. Um, <laughs> like I listened to uh, Fat Man Beyond uh, with Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin, I believe. Zuckerberg? Fat, Fat no, Man and Beyond? Yeah, it's called Fat Man and Beyond. Um, okay, I've never seen that. <laughs> yeah it's it's a lot of fun they talk about all things nerdy uh it's it's really um entertaining honestly and honestly one of the greatest things about kevin smith like overall oh the podcast oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah i've podcast, never yeah um is that he goes on these high rants he to me he's like my next like Stan Lee, like the next older guy who's going to be taking over um, a very niche market. Because, uh, you know, he just has all this insider information. He's met Stan Lee. They've collaborated on a couple of things. Kevin Smith has interviewed him. Like they have a lot of crossovers. And then um, is it Comic Book Men, I believe? Mm-hmm. Um they stanley like visited the store and he did like a story time with the employees there and they, it's just for the love of comic books and superheroes and you know just everything nerd and so it's really enjoyable hearing him 
because he's such a storyteller. He could be telling you, you could be like, oh, how are you today? And he will just spiral into this long tangent about his childhood like or me. like this one particular, excuse me, <laughs> particular <laughs> experience. And he's just very, um, very, very cool guy. Um, but uh, I would say Jay and Silent Bob reboot is what I was going to as well, is that it was a little more tame like I actually saw this movie firsthand in the pageant in St. Louis and mm-hmm. he was there to show the film so he introduced the film oh and there personally afterwards yeah he was oh, him, and, cool. him and Jay were there personally so that was yeah it was a, quite an experience and then to then double down on that uh within the was it the last couple of months I don't know timelines are skewed after quarantine but uh um. <laughs> I got to go to the, uh, I got to experience uh, a pop-up store of movies and I got to eat there. So that was really cool. I'll definitely have to put the pictures up on. Oh yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't have any of those luxuries. (laughs) I I don't know if I would say I'm a huge fan of his movies, Um, but this one in Mallrats, I like them. I like them a lot, Um, but like none of the newer ones, I haven't, like chasing Amy, I haven't, I haven't seen that. That's not new. That came out first. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not one of the newer ones. Chasing Amy is, is an old movie, but I meant yeah. like the reboot because those was one of the newer ones. And they're thinking about doing a, a sequel, so like Clerks Three, so that's yep. in the that's in the works. Um, and then there's another one on here. It says Twilight of the Mall Rats. Yeah. But it doesn't. It doesn't have a release date either. No, unfortunately, he tried to retire like after his heart attack. That really, Hmm. um, Kevin Smith. Yeah, he had a he had a major heart attack that almost killed him. And then when, like, from what I understand in this interview that he did for an article, he said that his daughter came up to him begged him to turn vegan and then he he went ahead and switched over and winded up dropping like 200 pounds no way yeah like it was intense he's very he's very skinny right now he even does like intermediate fasting for a couple of days like he he's definitely on the the health bandwagon now uh if you see him in uh the reboot he's yeah he's Oh, uh, skinny and it's Damn. funny because he uses emojis and that from his phone and <laughs> there's a scene where he <laughs> he tries to ask for eggplant so he uses the eggplant emoji <laughs> to a cash cash register lady and she like literally goes off on him and was like that's not what we sell here <laughs> oh wow she, I, I knew he had lost weight but I didn't know it was that much like I'm looking yeah. at pictures and it's it's remarkable yeah definitely yeah. It, it must have been a challenge but not more of a cha- like he's just grateful to be alive at this point you know and he's just gonna keep on it Aren't we i all? love it yeah <laughs> yeah it was really cool like at the movies uh i think in the most recent film was which is definitely the reboot uh you know he was trying to ask for something vegetarian so it was really cool when we did the pop-up he actually had vegetarian options you know um, just to not show, vegan like uh i don't know if you can go full vegan and get a burger out of it can oh, you i'm sure you, i'm sure you, if you're creative enough i mean oh there's there like vegan leather i'm sure they can make a vegan burger fair enough but. 
Well, he probably was focused on taste. I could just imagine him like sitting down and like being like, yes, this is acceptable. We'll do this one. <laughs> I mean, I would be willing to like do vegetarian. I don't know if I could do vegan. I'm not, I wouldn't say no, but that's like a whole nother ballpark. Hmm. But that's a different story. <laughs> but I mean, good, good for him that he lost, that he lost weight, that he's healthy now. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, so like, Let's see. Back to the movie. What else are we missing? That's really good. <laughs> mm. Oh, so I really enjoy that. Uh, Jane said and Bob's the little uh, interaction with dealing some weed is what I assume it was. Uh, yeah, because they're they're super stoners, right? Like that was uh, the whole yeah. thing. Like <laughs> uh, they they talk about how they believe in God now, and you know they're like, <laughs> it's not just the Bible; it's the holy fucking Bible. Like. <laughs> but the insert so that's true and then there's the contradiction of they still do drugs you know because they have to yeah. pay for their probation no, officer no no. I think. no 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 they were they were sober they had a blue chip oh but they were still dealing <laughs> yeah they were just dealing yeah like, isn't, it, isn't it tem- isn't it temptation to like be dealing the thing you're not supposed to have and they're like not with the lord on our side <laughs> Yeah, and that's uh, I I found that super hilarious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think this, this yeah. movie is just overall, it's just a good time. It's the pinnacle of like stoner, stoner genre. Like you know, they're they're in there. Like they they set the platform for it. In my yeah. opinion. Yeah, pretty much. And there's there's like the infamous donkey scene, you know, where they they ordered like <laughs> Kelly and the donkey because. Because Randall assumed that Kelly was the girl, you know, and, and the donkey was the guy, but it was it was the other way around. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, and then they had like a smoke machine, and then like the um. The, they made it so suspicious. Yeah. They didn't even try to like make sure that no one else can see them. <laughs> that was super hilarious. Yeah. Uh, but I think that's it for the movie. I'm not sure. I don't think we're missing anything. Uh. I wanted so I wanted to mention um, a joke that crossed over. Mm-hmm. I think it was in. Uh, let's see. Hold on. I have all these tabs pulled up. <laughs> so in uh, Jan Silent Bob Strike Back, there's a reference to being like the clit master. Like <laughs> the, the girls had convinced Jay to make this video about what he would do to. Uh, one of the characters clints I believe and then like uh-huh. he did this whole video and it was like this radical like basically the media took it or the police took it and called them like a terrorist organization called the clit so that was really funny and then in this one there was a joke about how his fiance's clit was super big oh yeah and then they're like at what point is it a clit or a penis and like and yeah, that's, that's so true. And that, that was the first instance where you could tell that he can't keep a secret. Like, Dante oh, just yeah. can't. So then that spirals into him finding out about the pregnancy. So that was also funny. Oh, my gosh. It, it was so uh, good, I in my that. opinion. <laughs> yeah, from oh. Jay and Saint Bob Strike Back. But I haven't seen the movie in forever. But now it's all coming back to me. Yeah, like because they were trying to steal diamonds, and mm-hmm. so they had Jay and Silent Bob sneak in because their whole cover was uh freeing the animals. 
oh yeah they were they were pinning it on on uh the guys essentially Mm. like i just love how desperate they were for women like they were just so sure that they were gonna get it (laughs) and actually jay does so i mean it's not wrong okay that's true yeah the way that it ended and everything was at the purple purple rain concert Wait, was that what? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't for the life of you tell me. For the life of me tell you. Oh we, oh we, oh. <laughs> uh, but let's see. Was there anything else? No, you could just watch it. But yeah, so I caution. would like it's clear we're both <laughs> passionate about it. Uh, I definitely did a little, a little more of a, a deep dive, but it's just really fun because I vividly remember you know, being in the theater for mm. this one. And I think it was because I was being so rebellious just to watch it. <laughs> like, I'm not old enough for it. Watch me just get in anyway. <laughs> and then, of course, like, it just fell throughout. I mean, really, what this Clerks 2 probably led me to Half-Baked with uh, Chappelle. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. And then it led to Seth Rogen films. And so it really just, there's just such a buildup of that. And it it really is the pinnacle, I think, of that type of culture. <laughs> I don't know. I could never really get behind Rogen. I never really, I never really found it to be too funny. Like my wife and I watched, what was the movie called? The Interview a couple, couple days ago. <laughs> and that's what you're referencing right now (laughs) well yeah (laughs) the only thing the only thing good about that film is that they they almost declared war if we were to release it like there was such a controversy with yeah north korea and then yeah north korea (laughs) what was the other one something about the the they make a porno or something wasn't he in that That movie yeah, Zach and Mary make a porno. That is great. Yeah, I only saw half of it like a long time ago. I don't know. Also, I, don't, I, I, I never see- really found him. There was one thing I, I do I do like about him. He was in uh what was it? Oh, I forgot. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Bill, Bill, Bill. <laughs> no, I just don't think the guy's funny. Pineapple but- Express is really what I was referencing when really? I say that. Yeah. Oh, oh, and then there is um Oh my gosh, it's a newer one that I would definitely recommend. Uh, I think it's called The American Pickle. The American Store? Pickle. American Pickle. Oh wait, hold on. An American Pickle is what it's called. And it came out last year. <laughs> and I found that one highly funny. The like, American Pickle. He plays his own ancestor and I don't know. I I just like the comparison of somebody who grew up in a very um, terrible era, uh, especially for a Jew. Like I don't find it funny because he was Jewish. I just the compare and contrast to modern times versus somebody who lived in the past in a in a terrible, you know, experience. Like it's very funny. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to get it. I'll have to watch it. Yeah. It, it, had, it had good reviews. I'm checking it out now. Yeah, I I think it was really well done. Um, But yeah, this is, we did good. I think uh, we're a little all over the place. I did good. 
but I mean, we might as well have been smoking on this podcast, on this episode, because truly, <laughs> I was. No, I'm just kidding. You are. I don't smoke. I can't smoke. And I've smoked every day since I was 16. <laughs> oh, that's not good. But <laughs> well, I guess we'll see whose doctor says that. <laughs> All right. So that's it from my side. All right. Well, you have a good day. You too. Have fun. <laughs> Hats off. Yeah, that's I'm going to go. I'm, I have something to do real quick. <laughs> All right. Have fun. <laughs> All right. Bye. <laughs> bye.